over the last couple of years, we've been adding jobs at a rapid pace. And that surprise has probably kept most of the consumer behavior at a surprisingly elevated level. Welcome to Tomorrow's News, the podcast that cuts through the noise on venture capital and alternative investing. I'm Lucy Du, and I'm here to guide you through the exciting and ever-changing world of investing with my co-host, Gavin Ezekowitz, the co-founder of BFA Global Investors. In a slight departure from our usual format, join us as Gavin takes the spotlight and offers a concise 10-minute exploration of the current global market dynamics and how, as an investor, you should be thinking about some of the key pieces of economic data. For the complete experience, we recommend watching this episode on our YouTube channel, BFA Global Investors. Now, here's Gavin. Any information in this podcast is not intended to promote or recommend any particular product or services offered by Bell's family and associates. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any investor. Before making an investment decision, investors should seek professional advice. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and it's a pleasure to be chatting with you. It's just me today, and what I wanted to do is do a quick whistle-stop tour, hopefully no more than 10 minutes on what might be going on in the market, how you can at least think about it, how you can contact some things like some recent economic data. I've got slides up, so you might want to watch this on YouTube, but I will try to explain them well enough that even if you're just listening to the podcast quickly, you can make your way through it. So let's dig right in. And the first slide, key data that everybody is talking about is all of the jobs that are being created that we don't think should be created in an environment that is potentially recessionary. We basically keep adding jobs. Everybody's waiting for when it stops, but it just doesn't stop. And if you can look at how exceptional it has been over the last couple of years, we've been adding jobs at a rapid pace. And that surprise has probably kept most of the consumer behavior at a surprisingly elevated level. So going to our next slide, we see that, interestingly, this sits in direct contrast to what's been going on with businesses. We see all these small businesses closing. In fact, we're now at a peak, the largest number of business closures since 2020, since COVID. It's quite incredible. We can also look at layoffs. And what we see is that, well, layoffs are distributed very unevenly. Lots in California, fewer in the Northeast, few more in the South. So it is not an even picture in terms of what's going on in the US job market. So we're seeing businesses closing and some distribution of layoffs. And we look at continuing claims. Now, continuing claims basically are all about people that have lost their job and don't find a new job. Well, we see that this data continues to get to stay at relatively low levels, much lower than we'd expect, given what the Fed's been doing and all the talk about an economic slowdown. Effectively, what this means is, yeah, there's some people that can't find a job, but there are not a lot more of them. People are losing their jobs. They're finding new employment. Of course, highly supportive for the economy. We look at the thing that the Fed's concerned about. Well, it's wage pressure. So all of that, meaning people can find a job, there's lots of jobs around where creating jobs mean that wage pressures continue unabated. We are at an elevated level of wage pressure relative to where we were in the pre-COVID period. And the Fed knows they've got to bring this down in order to contain inflation, to contain their preferred measures, but it doesn't look like it's abating. So we've been hiking rates, 
And we haven't been slowing rate hikes, slowing wage hikes. So how are people uh, positioned? Well, interestingly, there's certainly concern around commodities, and we can look at broad commodities. We can also look at commodity currencies, like I've got CAD up here. Basically, speculators are all short these currencies, AUD, CAD. They all look at them and say, oh, there's a recession coming. People are going to want fewer commodities, and the US dollar will probably rise in, in value relative to other currencies. And you can also see that people expect, by and large, that 10-year and two-year bonds are going to be higher in yield because they're short. So everyone expects that the yields are going to have to go higher. That is, the Fed is going to have to stay in this very tight monetary position for much, much longer. Now, ordinarily, what you'd say if you heard all of that, you'd say, ah, sounds like there's sort of a bull market in some ways, but boy, interest rates are going to be going higher. That doesn't sound like it's very good for stocks. Well, a lot of traders would agree with you. They're short S&P 500. They're short the Russell 2000. They're actually not that concerned that markets are going to fall or be highly volatile in the near term because they're actually short the VIX. That is, they're short volatility. They think that volatility isn't going to rise. We're just sort of going to truck along for a little while. What are they long? Well, they're long NASDAQ. In fact, we would argue that NASDAQ is pretty overbought here. NVIDIA, AI, overall megatech has been a, a recipient of dollars. We can then look at valuation, and we see it in a very pronounced way, which is the S&P 500 sitting around 18 times forward earnings. But if you look at the smaller cap, you take out the big names, you get closer to 13 times. Now, 13 times, well, historically, that's sort of on the low end. It's not super cheap, but it's sort of on the low end. And one could argue that the majority of stocks have not been in any kind of bull market. It's only been mega tech. And you can see that a little with positioning. So that's where the market is today. Now, one can, of course, ask the question, where does the market go? Things change fast. So two little charts up here just for fun, something to think about. On the right, first of all, is Yahoo. January 3rd, 2000, 475. September 26, 2001, so we'll call it 18 months later, $8. So things can move fast. Markets can change their view on where growth might be, and we can see a remarkable retrenchment. Now, I'm not calling for that. I don't have any kind of insight there, but I would argue that nothing is forever. And one of the things, and you can look at the chart on the left, which is actually a chart of Bitcoin hash rate and, and energy use. And you can look at it and you can say to yourself, wow, it is amazing what a multiple of efficiency has been achieved. If you look far down on the left corner, that was kind of when guys were mining Bitcoin on their own computers. And up on the right is sort of where we are today. If you look at the orders of magnitude of efficiency that get achieved, over a relatively short time frame, I'd say that that time frame is about 10 years, and we get more efficient even more quickly today. The disruptor can always be that we just get a lot more efficient. So if you might want to worry about something, it might be that all of the innovation itself is the undoing of the rally, for instance, in AI. ChatGPT was the fastest company or fastest business to have 100 million users in history. So I I don't think it's slowing down anytime soon, but certainly some of the drivers might be a question as we get through this period. So what do we do here? Well, my view is 
there's an awful lot of cheap equities out there in in the small and mid cap space, and that's probably a good place to be. I think the uh, the time for caution. You want to buy an umbrella before the rainstorm hits. I think the time for caution in terms of volatility is probably now. Although I'm not prescient to say that there's anything in particular coming up. And while I wouldn't be thinking that uh, piling into uh, megatech makes a ton of sense. I certainly don't think that we're going to collapse perhaps quite as quickly as the bears think. So we'll probably truck along here, get a little bit of volatility, churn through, digest what we've done. And if we're going to see a return in any space in the market, it looks like the value and smaller cap end of the market is set to perform. We hope that you found this episode engaging and insightful and would love your feedback on whether you enjoyed this format. For our BFA platform members, we invite you to join the ongoing discussions on our dedicated WhatsApp thread, where you can delve deeper into any of the topics Gavin has covered and share your valuable perspectives. Don't forget, you can subscribe to Tomorrow's News on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.